Hello everybody and welcome to the Gaming Evenings podcast. I'm Michelle, this is Michael and we'll be your host. Hi, I'm Michael. This is Michael. Um so yeah, first I am the, the co-host like Yeah, he's the co-host. Hey. <laughs> okay, so first this is the first episode of the podcast and uh, we're really excited to start it. Um, basically this podcast is going to be about, as you can guess it, gaming, um, but it won't really be that much of, we, we won't talk about really the games as everyone sees them, we'll talk about the games in our opinions, we'll give you a few facts and like, the way we like, played the games. Like, uh, throughout our experience and like, our perspective on the games. Yeah, like throughout the four times that we played the games. I'm talking currently about the subject of our episode, which will be the Life is Strange series. Um, We'll be talking about the Life is Strange Before the Storm game and the original Life is Strange game. We won't be talking about Life is Strange 2 because Life is Strange 2 isn't exactly like... going. We haven't played it yet. Yeah, like, also that, but it doesn't exactly go, like, with Life is Strange and Before the Storm, because it's, like, a separate game. I know that it's in the same universe, but I don't feel like it's the same thing, because it doesn't talk about the same characters, and, like, almost nothing there is the same. So, I mean... But it it is something that we plan to play in the future, like... I believe that we will make a podcast on the second yeah, like game. We, we will play it eventually. Eventually, like, yeah. I don't know when. Sometime so, in the future. Sometime in the future. That's a good explanation for eventually. <laughs> so, um, where do we start? Um... So you wanna start with the prequel or the OG game? I think that we'll go like chronologically, like um, the prequel then to the original game, and like so on, so on. Because um, th- th- that's the thing about the prequel. The prequel like gives you a good explanation about what's going to happen in the future, and like when you're playing the original game, it gives you a good explanation of what happened in the past. That that's what what's good about releasing prequels after the original games themselves and in this case it is a hard work work like to make a prequel that will fit the OG game without ruining some parts or like like making it fit yeah like because how are you making a prequel without spoiling every anything and without like ruining the gameplay of the original game? It's something that's proven to be very difficult, but the developers made it. And so I'll, I want to start, like, if we're talking about Before the Storm, we have two main characters. We have Chloe Price and we have Rachel Ember. Chloe is a character from the original game, and she's also in the prequel. And uh, the prequel basically talks about what happened when Max leaves Chloe, like, um, it, in the first game, in the original game, we're talking, it, it, Chloe say that, like, um, Max left me and uh, my dad died, so 
um, before the storm is talking, if I'm not mistaken, it's talking like after Max left and it's like a few months after Chloe's dad died. I think it is important to mention that the first OG game, Max was the the main character and the prequel before the storm, uh, Chloe is the main character. Yeah, so basically the the original game is talking about Max and the prequel is talking about Chloe. So if we're yeah. already talking about Chloe, um, I have a few let's say, points of interest that I want to talk about in each game. So, we'll start with Chloe, Chloe's and Rachel's relationship. Um, many people really criticize this relationship because they don't call it a relationship, they just say that it's toxic and nothing comes out of it. What's your opinion well, about I it? Well, I think that it's toxic and maybe it did, like, help both of them, but it, it was very toxic because... I don't know, they're both uh, destructive people. At the end of the day, like, that relationship holds on them staying in their low. Because, like, they met when Chloe was in her basically lowest, and then Rachel also was in her, let's say, lowest. Because, like, Chloe lost her dad and her best friend, so, like, it couldn't be worse. And later on in the game, Rachel finds out that her dad apparently was cheating on her mom. But, I mean, it's uh, a lot more complicated than that. So, like, that relationship holds on the fact that they're both in their low point, in, in, in a low place in their life that's hard for them and they need each other. So like I I watched a, a video like uh, that criticizes before the storm uh, like um, game scenes. So uh, like like you raged out and uh, stopped watching this video. <laughs> hey, I don't like people saying bad things about Life is Strange, but um like uh, the first night they go to sleep hungry and have to sleep outside their van like they will understand that this relationship is, like, basically nothing. Because they think they love each other, they, like, met a few... Well, uh, by the end of the game, they met a few days ago. And, like, how do you grow so close to each other in just a few days? It's surreal. Like, <laughs> it could never happen. She was like Chloe was about to uh, like face a d drug dealer, like a big drug dealer, just for Rachel, and she only known her for like two days. She slept with her one night, and you you'll risk your life for her. Like it's it's unbelievable. Like I don't think any any relationship can build up this fast to this intimacy level. Like that's the absurdity, right? Because they met at a party like one night and then the other day they're already ditching school together and Rachel takes Chloe which I remind you the girl she met last night to go check if she was right about her dad shitting on her mom like it's really absurd how I no, like I understand what the developers are trying to do they're trying to like 
make us feel it and like uh, make Chloe and Rachel grow closer with every minute we're playing the game. And sometimes I understand it, but sometimes it's just so absurd that well, I, it's just unbelievable. It worked. Like we really liked the the oh, like the prequel. We really liked it. It's uh, like if you if you don't think too much about the game and just uh, receive it as it is, it works. But then if you just like after playing it uh, multiple times, you see things that uh, make you doubt the like the possibility of this happening. That's... And we've got to like point out Rachel's uh, presentation of her character because when we start and we see her and Chloe, she's like really, she's like, a really happy and, and like really Chloe, let's go to school together. Let's go to the park. And after the uh, one, one, uh, what was it like uh, the view? Yeah, she, like uh, she was like, "Hey, Chloe, uh, let's go do that, do this." Like, yeah, I'm so happy I have you. And then at the, like in the park, after the she saw her father, she was like, "What the hell?" Like she she became so angry at Chloe. Like, Gio, what did Chloe do? And it was so confusing. Like, <laughs> what do you want? Like, what kind of person are you to? change so drast drastically your behavior towards Chloe because Chloe did nothing wrong and exactly like the game even tells tells it to us like Chloe's like uh, what the hell is up to with her like uh, what happened to her and even the game sees the absurdity of what it has done it understands how just f drastically it changed a person's behavior in ways that I mean are just inconceivable I don't believe that someone can just be so happy and then a moment later just be so angry at someone I didn't know such people at least well I did <laughs> and that 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 uh, the that is a definition of toxic man or woman like I can be angry sometimes, and I can turn angry very quickly, but not like Rachel did in that episode. I agree. <laughs> so, like, their whole relationship is... People are saying that it's toxic, but, like, I, I don't know. I, I like their relationship, friendship, cold, whatever it is, but I like that we actually see Chloe happy, and, like, we see her with Rachel, and, like... She's honestly like happy in the game. Anytime she was so des she was so desperate for a friend or a person to be close to after Max left her and her dad died in a car accident. She felt so alone and funny when like someone new came to her life and cared about her and like she was really desperate for that human connection. Yeah, like she she and lost she lost everyone. Yeah, like she she was really depressed like she didn't know about it I, I guess but she was really depressed and she needed someone in her life to care about her and Rachel was that person we can and uh, like when like when Rachel like changed her behavior and like drastically became so toxic and mad we see how Chloe confused and when she confessed after like they walked to the junkyard when she confessed uh, to Rachel that she really liked her, 
<laughs> yeah, but like you, you can choose that. You you when you're in the junkyard, um, I think it's the end of the first episode. Like uh, you're you can choose either friendship or something more. I'm pretty sure that most of the people choose something more because like we want this to happen. Even though we see some people see this relationship as toxic, we still want this to happen. Yeah. Life is not perfect and we need uh, like to go through stuff to understand. Life is not perfect. Life is, <laughs> life is strange. Life is life is strange. But um, still, like, if you choose to be just friends, you still like your friends. And your partner, you still like, like, love, like your partner. And, like, there's... This game really mixes up together the friend and partner thing. Like, friend and lover. And I, I, I'll compare it later to um, Chloe's and Max's relationship. And, like... We'll see later how different and how similar they are. For now, I want to talk about the game's soundtrack. Oh, it was amazing. Like, I have never played a game which had a soundtrack so fitting to the game's atmosphere. Like, I don't know where... what led them to the choice to 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 have a daughter as the like main main artist main band in the game but the fact that they did it is just amazing like the soundtrack is i i, I don't have words to describe it like i can explain how the soundtrack is really something that affecting you like into long term when we played the first game, uh, when we played, when we first played the games, uh, I really liked the games, but not not like uh, my favorite game of all time and uh, so amazing and like that. And a month and a half later, I heard somewhere a song from the soundtrack, and my first reaction was like, "Whoa!" I felt the emotions I felt when I first played the games and I and I I remember like calling Michelle and telling him like we've got to play these games again I want to experience it, do again. it again <laughs> the soundtrack re remind me reminded me of the games so much and like it's not like I'm even listening to this kind of music but this music made me feel emotions that I felt w when I played the games. It was amazing. It's just like you're listening to the soundtrack and you're being just like, damn! <laughs> and when we played the game afterwards, and I recognized the songs, and I saw how amazing they made the soundtrack and the game like fit together. And, um, I wanted to say, um, we, there, there are, uh, in my opinion, I mean, there are a few stages of, like, um, feeling. The first one is visual. Our eyes see something, 
and they're like, oh, okay, it's happening, I guess that it's, like, right here. That's exactly the effect that movies try to achieve. Like, they're showing you something on a big screen, and, like, the bigger it is and the closer it is to you, it's like, you're actually there. The next step is sound. When you mix visualizing and sound effects together, you get, so, uh, like, we're tricking our mind into thinking that we're actually in the place that, that that's happening. So, um... It reminds me of, like, before COVID, when I went to a cinema, when they installed the, a new generation of audio, the, the new Dolby Atmos. And I remember when I saw a movie, I don't remember, I can't recall what movie it, it was, like, I can't, but I remember I was so amazed by the audio and how it affected the experience of the movie. And like, I really want to the movie theaters to open again because it's like really experience. It's it, it like really experiencing being in the movie. Like, imagine being inside a Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's, it it is amazing. Like, you it's not not real okay but that's a matter for another episode we're not talking about marvel right now but yeah i get the yeah, point no. like, I, I, I had to um well the, the next uh, stage of this feeling is uh, of course like um like effects like uh, moving the chair or like uh, making vibrations or something like that but i i want to get stuck a bit on the on the sound effects thing because like visualizing like what our eyes see without sound is not the same so sounds are supposed to bring back memories like we we hear a certain sound we see a certain image and it can work the other way around we can see something and hear a certain sound but most of the times it happens that we hear a certain sound or smell a certain thing and it brings up like an image an image in our head that we remind that we remember it as that sound so what soundtracks do is basically bring back memories so that when you hear the uh, uh, when when you hear a listen to a soundtrack after you play the game you're like listening to the soundtrack and you're like oh my god uh, i remember this it was there and like uh, this uh, song was in that moment in the game and that's exactly what it's trying to achieve it's making you remember the game and making you want to play the game and that i mean even though it's just like advertising like really it just makes you like oh i want to play it again i want to do it again like it's so damn good how it works like you hear a sound you hear a certain song from the soundtrack and just want to play it again you want to feel the same feeling again what can i say i just agree <laughs> so the soundtrack really it's a 9 out of 10 i mean i won't give it a 10 out of 10 because nothing is perfect and all that but um the soundtrack is the way the soundtrack fits the game is one of the best combinations I've ever seen. So that's what makes it special. Um, 
you can't understand it until you like experience it. Yeah, like try it on your own flesh, and then like you'll understand what we're talking about. So the next maybe point... maybe it sounds like a cliche, but maybe it is a cliche, but it is really amazing. Damn, the whole Life is Strange series is just a, a big old cliche. Yeah. So, it's a, yeah. so saying that something here is cliche is uh, very ironic. So, the next thing is, I, I want to talk about, like, Chloe's trauma and how Rachel got into her life. So, everyone who played the, the, the original game before the prequel knows that, well, I mean, we're being told that in the prequel as well, but... Chloe's father dies in a car accident, and um, her best friend, Max Caulfield, leaves her. To she's, go, she's moving to the big city, and like... So, Seattle. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the big city, because they're in Arcadia but Bay. Not even like a, another city, like another state, because they like live in Oregon, and she moves to Washington. Yeah, so... Chloe basically loses her father and her best friend. And all of that in a week. So, or something about that. Like, a week or a few days. Yeah, bad issues. So, like, obviously it caused her a, a trauma, like a post-trauma. Um, we we can see throughout the the prequel that Chloe is always uh, thinking about her dad. She's always um remembering him, like uh, she has dreams of him. And there's even a song in uh, in the soundtrack that's uh, named uh, "Dreams of William" or something like that, right? Yeah, I think like a uh, Chloe's uh, father. But it wasn't like dot in daughter before the storm album. It was something else. No, no, it wasn't the soundtrack. I remember that. So, yeah. like, Chloe... You can also see, like, uh, how much she writes about Max in her journal. Oh, yeah, right, the journal. Um, Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that also later. So, obviously, Chloe was left with a trauma, and then a new person steps into her life, just by a miracle, really. That's Rachel. Um... They meet in the party. She's like, uh, uh, Chloe is like, uh, hey, uh, a party, I feel so good about it. And then, like, she meets Rachel, and uh, Rachel, well, th she thinks that Rachel, like, saves her, like, uh, those um, dudes that, uh, like, tried to hit her or something. Whatever happened in the club there. And, um, like, Rachel steps into her life like her hero. And time after time, the game tries to show us how Rachel, like, saves Chloe. Like, like how much, in Chloe's opinion, Rachel is just her angel. Like, how much she makes her life better. Maybe it started as something good, but then it became something really toxic. Maybe it was really pure in the beginning, and at, at some point it started to being really bad and like hurting for both of them. But like, we really can't talk about it after talking about the OG game. Like the the, the relationship evolved 
like, very quickly. And obviously, throughout the game, we can see that Rachel had an influence on Chloe. And uh, some would say that it's a bad influence, some would say that it's a good influence. But at the end of the day, Chloe felt good about it. Because, like, Chloe... We can see that the game tries to show us that Chloe is actually happy with Rachel. That's what it tries to tell us. Like, even though that a lot of things that have happened had happened, and like uh, Chloe lost a lot, still she's happy with her. And like, I know that some people might not agree with it. But like in the, the beginning, she she was happy. No, I mean I think that she's happy throughout the whole game, like. Ah, okay, yeah, the the yeah the before the storm, of course. I mean, like. Oh after. yeah, like uh, of course, because uh, in oh yeah, if someone didn't understand it until now, um, the podcast has a lot of spoilers. Obviously, like we're talking about the games. You should have said it in the beginning, like. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll probably be in the title or something. I don't know. But caution, <laughs> this will have spoilers. Like uh, literally major spoilers for both of the games. Like we're literally talking about the game. So, <laughs> what do you expect? Um, I I don't know how to talk about it without spoiling. <laughs> there's no way to do that. Like, we're trying to tell our thoughts and opinions. We can't... We can't not spoil it. We're saying our opinions about a game, and, like, we're really explaining it, like, um... Like, we're really... Elaborating it. Yeah, like, we're really saying a lot about everything we can. So... Like, you, you can't expect there not to be any spoilers. So basically, what I was about to say is, um... Chloe isn't happy in the original game, because, like, as she said, um... Rachel disappeared, and, like, uh... She, she can't find her, she just left without saying anything. And, like, later on in the game, we know what happens. But, like... Chloe isn't happy because she lost someone who made her happy. So th- that's why I'm saying that Rachel actually did make her happy. Like, no matter what people are saying about that relationship, she made her happy and that's what matters. But she also made her really sad and betrayed. That's another way to look at it. Because, like, in the beginning, she was really happy, but in the end, she was betrayed and sad. Yeah, like, uh, they, they were happy and everything's good, like, blah, blah, blah. But then, the better it got for them, the more painful it was when Rachel left. So, like, it just rose up. It, it, it just, uh, they're, they got closer and closer, and, like, they were happy and happy, and the happier they got, just the more painful it was when it all fell down. So, Rachel had a great influence on her, but, again, when she left her, it was, I mean, a disaster, really. 
So the game really tries to tell us like, you'll be happy with people, yeah, but if they leave you, just like think about the consequences of it. I mean, the the, the whole the two games are just talking about the subject of consequences to your actions. Like, think about what you're doing and think about how it might affect things. Like, look around you, you're not the only person on Earth. Like, you have people in your circles. Let's talk about uh, the first game, the OG Life is Strange. Yeah, okay, so, um, the first game, our main character is Max, Max Caulfield, she, um, comes, uh, comes back from Seattle, um, to, uh, Blackwell Academy, and, uh... You it, have to mention that Blackwell was the school that Chloe and Rachel went to. Well, yeah, um... Chloe and Rachel uh, went to Blackwell Academy, and depending on you, in the prequel, like, uh, like y- you you can decide if uh, Chloe gets expelled or not, like, if uh, whatever happens to Chloe, but, like, in the end, like, uh, well, in the beginning, in the original game, like, uh, Chloe is still expelled. She's a dropout. Yeah, like, she's a dropout from Blackwell Academy. So, um, and Max- the game, the OG game, happens. Yeah, I think th- uh, three years uh, later. Yeah, like three, four, four years. Four, four, maybe five. I don't remember. In the prequel, uh, Chloe is sixteen, and and in the original it game, in twenty ten, and then the OG happened in twenty thirteen. Yeah. 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 So in, in the pre- October twenty thirteen. In the prequel, yeah, so yeah. Um, Chloe was 16, yeah. and in the original game, Chloe is 19, so it's three years. And, like, th- 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 talk about it again, like, um, Chloe is 16. Like, at that age, you meet people who you think you'll be with your whole life. Like, you meet a person who has a great influence on you, and you're like, oh my god, we're gonna be together forever, and like, uh, all that thing. But, like, it's just what teenagers do. They meet people, and they think that they'll be with them forever. And then they go to the college, or whatever they do after school, and poof, there's nothing. You forget about them. And you move on to your next next step like next friends next colleagues next like the the, the the stages of life like um you're in kir- you're in kindergarten then you're going to school you're going to the army or whatever to the college and blah 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 so um max comes back to blackwell academy um chloe is a dropout max of course uh, I, I mean i guess she doesn't know that or maybe she does, but um, one thing we do understand in the beginning of the original game is that Max doesn't recognize Chloe. So much time has passed, and like uh, Chloe has changed so drastically that Max doesn't recognize her. She hasn't seen her for like five to six years. When she left, they were kids. Now they like 
teenagers, maybe like even adults. Yeah, but like she would know how she looks, except for the fact that she dyed her hair. Like Chloe dyed her hair blue, and like um, I think that's what um confused Max. Like, well, her her whole personality changed. Yeah, I mean, She's of not course. The same person. Like uh, they were kids, they were uh, just naive, and uh, now Chloe is. Uh, in the fourth episode, I think uh, it was fourth or third, like when Max goes back to her childhood, Chloe. I think it was. Uh, it was at the end of the third episode, and uh, like the fourth episode. Yeah. So you see, Max and Chloe, and they both different people, then and now. Yeah, like, uh, it, it was literally just five years and how much has changed. Like, in five years. That's literally nothing of time. And, like, so much has changed. Uh, I, I wouldn't really say that Max has changed that much, but rather Chloe. Because Chloe has gone through a lot of things in those five years. And, like, she really changed her personality, how she looks, how she acts, like, everything has changed in her. So, like, no wonder that Max didn't recognize her. She matured. Yeah, like, um, that's... They uh, both matured. But we can agree that Chloe matured more than Max did, right? No. Yeah. She still was kind, uh, childish with the whole everybody hates me, nobody loves me, everybody leaves me. And Max was more like realistic. Yeah, but more. like even though Max is more for realist, like Max still seems like naive and she still seems like she's in her childhood. Chloe acts, sometimes she acts like a, a total child, but like Max, she doesn't, like, on on the one hand, like, um, she kind of acts mature, like, really mature, but on the other hand, she, likes, uh, she like, acts really childish. I don't know, something just gives me this feeling. Because they are not yet to be adults. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they still... They're still teenagers. Chloe just turned 19 and, uh... Well, I mean... Still she's, 18. She, Chloe is 19 and uh, Max turned 18. So, like, they're basically still uh, still teenagers. Um, Max and Chloe's relationship. What I wanted to talk about. Um, Max and Chloe are, like, best friends since... They were kids. They know each other for many, many years. And, like, they, they really love each other. Like, uh, they're best friends and we can see throughout the whole game. And I wanted to talk about... I wanted to compare um, Chloe's and Rachel's relationship to Max and Chloe's relationship. Chloe and Rachel grew so close in a few days, like, 
really just a few days is all it took them to grow so close to each other that they were willing to do anything um max and chloe were best friends they grew closer throughout the years like it took them years to grow close well i mean i guess it took them like a year to grow close or something but it took chloe much more time to grow close well it it, it grow close again to her best friend that just returned from seattle it took her a lot of time to grow close to her and just accept the fact that she's here a lot of time and like how easily chloe connected to rachel and how hard it was for her to connect back to her best friend like she befriended a stranger and she became like her best friend just like max and like it's absurd i can't understand it like max left she didn't text back didn't send letters didn't contact and and like chloe sent her and like contacted her and max nothing like she disappeared and then she came back and was and she like oh chloe let's be friends and chloe like Shut up, I I don't want to talk to you, you betrayed me, you left me, when I was at my lowest, and you didn't even say anything to me, didn't answer, didn't say, like, like, I um, can't understand it, I can't. Max admits that she has no excuse to that, that she was a total, I mean, she was a totally bad friend, but, um, like, even though she didn't call and didn't text in five years, I'm pretty sure, like, there was a reason behind it. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what it is. But, like, I'm pretty sure that there's a reason behind it. So, she comes back after five years, after not texting, no nothing. And Chloe still accepts her, like... She's like, oh, okay, my best friend is back, like, l- let's just uh, forget the fact that she didn't call in five years. I want my best friend back. That's that, that, that's what Chloe thinks, and she's right to think like that, because, like... And that was mature, to forgive. Forgiveness is something, an acquirable skill, but you only acquire it, like, when you're really mature. Some people can't acquire this skill. Some people don't know how to forgive. And, um, like, Chloe lost Rachel, who was her angel. And Max Max comes back, her best friend. And, like, uh, we see in the beginning that it's really hard for Chloe to like connect to max again after all that time and after all the after all the things they need to uh, like talk about and so many things and she, she she just felt like a stranger to her so it's really it still seems so weird how chloe found it so easy to 
grow close to Rachel and like how hard it was for her to connect with Max like you get my idea right yeah so you want to move on to Max's superpowers and like the difference between Life is Strange before the storm being realistic and Life is Strange the the OG game being like a sci-fi. Sci-fi. Okay. Um. Like I'm traveling sci-fi. Max's superpower. Um. Max can travel through time. She can like rewind her actions, and uh, it's really cool. Like uh, there were such things like uh in the past, like in uh, games uh in the past that had like time travel implanted implanted in them but no one did it like they did it they used time travel to actually fix mistakes like to to rewind your actions and like they built a a a choice a, a player choice based game with time travel, which is absolutely fantastic, like, that's really great. So, the whole game is talking about how Max uses her superpowers to save Chloe, to, like, alter reality, and how her actions have consequences that cost a lot, like, well, we all know that there's a tornado heading, uh, to Arcadia Bay, and uh, Max does her best to stop the tornado. So, the, again, the, the game tries to tell us how much our actions have consequences and tries to teach us, like, uh, beware, like, uh, y you can't rewind time like Max can. So, th th they really use her superpower wisely. I mean, sometimes it's just uh, for stupid things, but most of the game is... It, they really use it just fantastically. Like, w what do you say about time travel? Well, personally, I... I don't... I, I don't like the idea of time traveling. If you want to talk about sci-fi more, I want to talk about, like, alternate realities. Yeah, that's another but thing. Uh, about time traveling, yeah, no, no, not my stuff. I, I don't. It's too complicated, and like, I, I don't really like this. It, it is very. Like, it, like it can be very complicating. Not my, like, not my thing. I, I can't connect to it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I really like time travel. I mean. Usually I wouldn't think about time travel as such a cool thing, but after I saw the game and after I saw what they how they actually did it, like it's I started looking at time travel in a different way. So like th th they use time travel, they have um like different realities and every choice you make, you have like a different uh, an alternate re an alternate reality. And, like, at the end of the game, like, in episode 5 of Life is Strange, in the original game, in episode 5, Polarized, 
um, we're shown like that after every choice that Max has altered, she had a different version of her stuck in that reality when where she didn't alter that thing and that is like it, it was so cool seeing that scene when um max is like at the diner and there's another max like sh that that's telling her like oh you're leaving all of the maxes behind like uh like what is wrong with you so like it, it's very cool um we're coming to the end of our time. I really hope that we would um, get to talk about everything. But we'll have more podcasts about like Life you is Strange. You can have like part two of this, uh, of Life is Strange, because we haven't talked about the OG enough and the comics. Yeah, there are also comics. Uh, there, there are also comics, uh, comic series uh, for the game. And maybe we'll be like able to talk about it after we play the second game. And the DLC in the before the storm. I think we'll need like three parts to Life is Strange. Life is Strange is a it's a very complicated series and it's a very interesting one. Um, we still have a it's, uh, close to our hearts. Yeah, the closer it is to our hearts, the, cl the 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 better the game was in our opinion. Like, the more we have to say about it. And this game, in my opinion, like. It's, uh, I would dare to call it the best game I played. Like, the series is just, I would dare to say that it's the best series I have ever played. In terms of a lot of things. But, I can agree. That's a matter for the next part of Life is Strange. Um, I hope you enjoy this part. Um, it was great talking about the prequel. But we still have a lot to say about everything, about the series itself. So and we have a lot of like improve because we this is our first podcast. So yeah, like don't judge us too harshly. First time is never like too good. So yes. yeah, we hope to see you next time in the next episode of our podcast. Who knows what we'll talk about. We'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Good and good evening. Good evening, good night, good morning, wherever you are in the world. And see you.